Welcome, heathens and witches, to the horn and cauldron. There you go, podcast. I forgot I was. We're tightening to do it that. up. Hey, this time I remembered. You're bloody welcome. Yeah, I mean, I was firing that off like just ba 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 in my head whilst walking over to sit down and do this. But that's neither here nor there, and you don't need to know about that. Uh, so yeah, this is the Horn and Cauldron podcast, your uh, podcast solution to all things witchy, magical, heathenry, occult, and otherwisely. Um, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. So metaphysical. Metaphysical and stuff, dude. Let's get metaphysical. Is that how that song goes? It is now. Yeah. It is now. Well, that, I, well, damn it. Now I want to rewrite <laughs> the lyrics to that song. Uh, okay. Well, I got to stop thinking about this or it's going to take over my mind. And we're not going to be able to talk about Midsummer, which is what we're talking about right now. If you are new to our podcast, please subscribe. If you are listening to this on a podcast thing, these come out every other week. Um, and uh, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that kind of stuff. All the stuff that we all tell you to do. Um, I guess because they told us to tell you to do that. I would love to say like so we can get paid, but pff, I'm not making no We're money. We're definitely on this. not making money off yeah. of this. Yeah, so. arguably uh, I'm like kind of <laughs> hemorrhaging money doing this. Yeah. But with the like monthly fees to afford the <laughs> editing software and such like that. But that's neither here nor yeah. there, right? And that's if you're, you're listening to this on a podcast service, make sure to leave us a review. Yeah, so leave us a helps review. Other people find us. Yeah. And if you really like what we're doing, check out our links page at nerddrive.com, where it gives you uh, links to our social media as well. Our Etsy shop and our Patreon yep. and yep. we Social even media, have a Etsy special coven Patreon. level Patreon and that's not to try to make a buck off of you guys it just helps us to you know if you like what we're doing this yeah. helps us to do it a little bit better. Again technically you're the one that's profiting on this on this deal. I'm behind but we get Book of Shadows pages so it takes somewhere between a week and several months because I'm behind because I found a couple that I apparently missed and I don't know how. I have a very particular file structure and I messed it up and I'm the one that invented it but that's fine. Um, <laughs> whatever. I'm busy often. Uh, like stressfully so. But um, yeah so we make these like rad Book of Shadows but they're like over there. One of these days I'm going to remember to like bring them so I can show you on the thing. It's a podcast they can't see. But us. if you're watching us the on YouTube, YouTube people yeah, can. the YouTube people can. Um, and if you would like to look at our stupid faces while you listen to us yell, um, then you can check us out on, on YouTube. The full, the full podcast is up yeah. there. I actually engineer these for YouTube and then simply extract the audio, audio secondarily. Um, but yeah, you uh, join our Patreon. You get access to the Book Shadows pages as well as dope wallpapers because when I remember phone. to do it, I do dope wallpapers for our, uh, from the graphics I had to design for our Book of Shadows pages uh, to make fun cell phone wallpapers because I, that's my hobby, I guess. And uh, they're fucking so cool, man. They're really this, fun. This, the new ones that I, ju that I just yeah. did that are going to be going up today on Patreon, the, the day that we're recording this on Patreon, um, are really rad. I'm super into yeah, them. Yeah, the Thor so, ones you made are the very, Thor ones like, are dark and stormy, like, tight, metal cover. Yeah, they're it's fucking badass, wild. You can You look at it and you can hear the, like, just like the sweet guitar Yeah, riffs. you're like somebody's playing Dio somewhere. <laughs> yeah. When you, like, look at the... <laughs> you make Dio thing. proud! Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and as well as you get access to our witchy Discord where, um, you know, it's, like, direct access to talk to us and, and like, do all that kind of stuff. Ask questions. Ask questions, and we can, like, share and learn in 
um, you know, discuss all of that witchy gangsterness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I guess I'm done with all that commercial shit. Uh, yeah. So let's get into yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you didn't catch that at the top, we're talking about Midsummer, not the movie. But I, 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 I might also reference the movie. It's a really fun movie. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Midsummer is also called uh, Letha, L-I-T-H-A, uh, or the Summer Solstice. Uh, technically, that was yesterday. If uh, for us uh, and earlier this week for those of you that are tuning in yep. right on time uh, but that doesn't mean that you can't still celebrate midsummer yeah. um, technically the summer solstice is the longest day of the year and it usually falls between june 19th and 22nd in the northern hemisphere wow <laughs> and december 19th through 22nd in the southern hemisphere yeah. Uh, and it's pretty common to celebrate Letha on yeah. the um, summer solstice, but really any time in there is is super okay. There are many cultures that celebrate this holiday either on the first full moon after the summer solstice, or um, there's a lot of them that actually celebrate it on the 24th of June every single year. So you've got like a whole week to celebrate midsummer, which is honestly how I like to celebrate things, um, is to like celebrate. do it for a whole week. Party for a whole week? <laughs> Rock and roll. I mean, it's like that birthday month joke, but instead it's like um, pagan festivals. And I mean, really historically, like most festivals were more than one day. You know, you had people traveling, they didn't have like cars or anything like that. They were on foot, maybe on some sort of livestock. And by the time that they got to a place, they're like, well, I'm not just going home tonight. They're gonna party it up all night. Yeah. And maybe also into the next day and the next night and the next day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I had to replace a light and it was easier to just do this than pause and re-edit the video. It's a whole fucking <laughs> thing, so. Midsummer. Just go with it. <laughs> So Midsummer has been celebrated throughout the world since the Neolithic times, uh, which began in 12,000 BCE. So that's for 14,000 years yep. people have been celebrating that. And um, the, uh, the, the formation known as Stone, Stonehenge is very specifically aligned to catch the summer sun in a very specific place at the uh, height of the summer solstice yeah i think i don't think that they do it anymore and bear with me on this it's actually been quite a while since i've been to to um stonehenge because i've been maybe twice mm -hmm. or something i don't remember but uh i believe that they used to like and i mean like modernly used to like in the 80s used to um, used to actually, like, do ceremonies and stuff there. I don't think they don't do know. anymore. You used to also just, like, go into the field and, like, touch the rocks and such. And now, or at least, again, the last time that I went, several years ago, uh, there's, like, a little, like, circle path that you get to go down because, like, almost everything that used to be dope and is now not dope, uh, lame people ruined it for us because they're lame. Yeah, dumb people like, ruin like things. legit, uh, like because I I do remember when I was there, uh, our tour guide said that like it used to be like way more open and it was it, like they had to shut it down because people were like chipping pieces of the rock off. That's so and dumb. And it's like what kind of ass? 
yeah. he's doing this to a world heritage site you yeah, know that's, 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 that's like that's like that's like going into like uh like the sistine chapels and being like i'm gonna take a little chunk of this wax off this candle here in the middle of a sermon or some shit like yeah. what kind of asshole so yeah if don't do that don't 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 fuck up shit for the future guys <laughs> jeez i can't believe i have to say that what's happening <laughs> What's so, wrong with these people? So Midsummer and, and Letha are kind of like this yearly celebration that really ties into the into Beltane, which is a celebration right before it, and a little bit into Lamas, which is a celebration right after it. Yeah. As we've learned with these like pagan sabbats, is that they one of them kind of inherently ties into the other two, and some cultures would celebrate one but not the other. So there's a lot of sort of shared things that you get between yeah. Midsummer uh, and let's, Beltane. Let's, 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 let's be perfectly fair here. All blots or festivals or holidays or whatever you want to call them um, are, are going to have some overlapping stuff, right? Yep. Like, I mean, you know, there's always going to be a fire involved. There's always going to be, you know, like everything kind of... There's, there's always there's, feasts and There's fires. always feasts. Yeah. There's, there's no celebration. <laughs> there's not a celebration of eating a small meal. That's... That's not a celebration. I mean, you can make it a celebration. At least not on a pagan side of things. Yeah, you Although, can make it a celebration. Like, if but... that's your personal thing, ain't no hate. That's yeah, you. You do yeah. you. We have huge, yeah. we, huge amounts of food. We do big, yeah, big, big blots. Uh, when we uh, did blots. Yeah. Yeah. Which we hopefully take... we'll be able to start doing again. Yeah. That's true. Maybe not right away. It still but, feels very weird to be around. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy masks. time. But, uh. Uh, but maybe, um, maybe maybe the next one. Yeah. You know, if everything's yeah. still doing good and people aren't like increasing assholes or something. Yeah. But uh yeah, definitely, definitely. There, and obviously, like when you think about the sort of like like smooth transition across the year, right? It's not like, oh, yesterday was summer, today's winter and it's snowing. That's not Although in California you have those like false springs where it's yeah, like well, we, cold we have, and then the very next day it's like hot and you're like, where's the tank taps at? Like I know and that it's hot now and rainy. Like we don't cold. really have seasons. We have water and less water. We have green and brown. Yeah. So we have two um, seasons in California. So so but like like the smooth transition between green and brown. Um the the <laughs> death of plants because the sun hates us. Um, I prefer the dark and the rain, clearly. But, uh, like, logically, because there's that smooth transition, you also have that, like, sort of transitional connections between different blots um, or, or festivals or, or whatever you want to call them. I'm going to call them blots because that's just the term that I use. Uh, but you have this smooth transition between the blots, and so there would be, like, logical overlap just because of the nature of what a blot celebrates. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. Totally. So uh, Litha celebrates uh, abundance and it celebrates growth and fertility and solar energy and is actually a really popular time to do magic as far as like magic goes uh, because of the power of the sun. <laughs> the flare magic. you've got there. Yeah, uh, it's because it's hot. And we had to turn the fans off so that way you don't hear like, all the time because the fucking fan is like the loudest thing in the house yeah for those of you listening but not watching he's got like a hand fan, oh, yeah i have a hand fan and it is all over it. the place you can't hear it it's all over the place yeah. uh he's got the vapors so um i am a, I am a dainty southern bell said nobody ever relax <laughs> so much like with other sabbats this also coincides with a 
Christian with a Christian feast, and the corresponding Christian feast day is Saint John the Baptist, and um, this really kind of falls in line with a lot of those like Christianization of Europe things that we talk about when we look at the Sabbaths. Um, for those of you that have been listening, this is a pretty common thing that I bring up, and for those of you that haven't listened. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to the rest of them. You're going to hear it a bunch of times. Yeah, so yeah. the first mention of uh, St. John's festivities, not St. John himself, uh, but the festivities associated with his feast was in the 13th century, which falls pretty much right on the timeline of the Christianization of Europe. 100 years and before he was born, they started happened. partying about this guy. It's not true. Don't listen to me. I mean, you know, maybe. <laughs> uh, and actually, in the Middle Ages, it was really, really popular to celebrate St. John the Baptist. Like, a huge party the idea is like jesus was born like christmas and that's a big party right and saint john the baptist is born in like the summer like six months before jesus so that's also a huge party yeah is that why they party that's the basically there's a whole bunch of like he's beginning and i'm ending stuff that i don't really understand um because i'm not looking into saint john the baptist i'm looking into midsummer that's fair um, okay. that's, that's but fair, yeah. it was it was a what huge do you know about saint john the baptist um, Sharon, yeah it was us. a it was a huge thing to celebrate this like all out in the middle ages yeah. and they would have feasts like they would literally people not just even noble people but especially noble people would take tables like their feast tables from inside their feast hall mm -hmm. and they would carry their feast table out to well, the front door I mean, they beat people to carry it for them but you know what i mean they would carry... i was gonna say i was gonna say they pay people and i was like they're not paying people is that <laughs> how this works yeah. <laughs> they would carry the feast table out the front door and they would just like set up with like uh, like imagine a yard sale but with food or like a buffet table, like with food yeah, it's just, and yeah. it's just like out just and, an and they would just hang out and then just eat. And then people would just stop by yeah. and just eat off of their table party and move on. It yeah. was totally. very, very totally, common. Totally, totally. Uh, and even, even poorer people did that yeah. as well yeah. with whatever rations that they had. So it was very common to celebrate with these types of like public sort of potluck Feasts. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, well, and and we have uh, we do a feast with honoring Saint John the Baptist and Saint John the Evangelist in the Masons. Mm -hmm. um, we have our we have our yeah. our, uh, our table lodges about that, which is like a big feast with all sort of pomp and, and circumstance and ceremony and such like that. Um, so you can see where the whole Saint John like feast thing. It, it's like every. It's in like. Yeah all walks of life in like all like iterations yeah. of this celebration yeah. they're just like what's your name john and you're a saint let's have some food about that yeah yeah well and if you had been like <laughs> let's have a taco bar fermenting about that. alcohols particularly like spirits over the winter they would now be ready yeah well i mean um, yeah. you, you know you so. ferment alcohol and then distill it into spirits but yes yeah so if you had been doing that then it would be like super ready by yeah. now but so we yeah. would have feasts and then there would be songs I mean, we and that, there we were that, games we got that we got that that bloody we got that turlet yeah. wine that i fermented that's like we just pulled out of the fridge the other day, and 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 because uh, Julie was cleaning the fridge out, and oh, I don't know if I said our names. I'm John. She's Julie. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw the tag in or whatever earlier. But uh, she was like, "Is this stuff still good?" And I'm like, "I mean, it's in the fridge, and it's got a boatload of alcohol, but maybe like there was a bunch of fruit in it, so eh, it's pretty sweet." And we tried it, and it will put hair on your chest. 
Yeah. Dang, it is hot. I mean, it's also still incredibly sweet and incredibly cloying. It's one of those things that I fermented that just has to be cut with it like a seltzer water. It feels like it's actually more alcoholic than the plum vodka that I make. Yeah, and that's just vodka and <laughs> plums. And so that's impossible. Yeah. Right? Because I fermented just like fruit and honey and I made like a fruit mead that's just, it's just, it's get you fucked up. Yeah, it's really good. It's and good. It's, it's and super it's pink, tasty. So we like to yeah, we call it pink drink. drink. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there were feasts and there were songs and people would play games and there would be bonfires and there would be just like parades. Uh, and yeah, there would be plays. Hello, Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, and there would also be fireworks. So it was like a huge summer festival. Yeah. So you can really see how that like kind of carries through the path of time where it was was pagan and then the Christianization of Europe happened. And then that kind of like subsisted for a while, but then the more modern age took over and now yeah. we just have kind of like summer parties. Yeah. Well, you a good way to think about it is like, if we're talking about uh, like a Western hemisphere feast party thing and fireworks come up, it's modern. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we didn't invent those. Yeah. Guys. Well, um, it also, uh, there are also know? some some of the more, like, ancient pagan type of things yeah. that were popular. I mean, bonfire, bonfire, were, fireworks. Yeah, we're, like, gathering herbs yeah. and uh, as well as decorating with greenery and flowers. Honoring the Fae is still really popular in midsummer. Yeah. Uh, ritual baths, um, nude, sun, nude, nude skinny dipping. Yeah. Uh, hand fasting and other fertility what, uh, what rituals. Did, what did, what did, um... Who was it? Thomas Edison, who used to do that air baths? We just wander around outside in the night naked. Oh, I've definitely that, never that... heard of that. Oh man! Now I look like I'm making shit up over here. You probably That's... are. No, you don't know about air baths. Oh my no, god! I don't okay, know go about on to the next baths. part. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna look it up to make sure. I think it's Edison, <laughs> okay. but it, it might be well, somebody else. We're gonna else. talk about ritual baths once he figures out this air baths thing. So bonfires. Um, we also saw bonfires for Beltane, and we pretty much see fires with everything but it was really common to have a bonfire and then to jump over it um this once it died down of course and that is to purify yourself to avoid bad luck it would attract abundance and it would also protect the jumper from any like future things that would be happening nope <laughs> no <laughs> not yet I'm talking about bonfires. You gotta wait. Bonfires. Uh, and you also would walk over the embers. So when, as it died down further, and as the party got further, and you got drunker, you would walk on the you would walk on the embers of the fire to prove how faithful you were, because it wouldn't hurt you if you were very committed to your religion of choice. That's a yeah, super okay. common thing there. Don't walk over the embers of a fire yeah, please unless don't do that. you are a professional <laughs> or with a professional for doing this. Yeah. Getting drunk is not going to make you less fireable. That is you true. You are very, yeah. very combustible, yeah. very fireable. Yeah. You will burn. Don't yeah. do it. Now, a lot of these traditional midsummer bonfires took place at the beach or like the water, right? For 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 me being a Northern Californian, the beach means the ocean, but in this, it also means like the beach at the lake, the beach at the river, that yeah. kind of thing. Rivers so, um, so it was really common to have these bonfires at beaches and they would be huge bonfires, right? Uh, and some bonfires were even actually made out of like old boats or handmade rafts, or sometimes a boat or a raft was made for, uh, for this specific purpose. And they would just like push it into the water and light it on fire, and that was your midsummer bonfire. 
I mean, that sounds like a way safer option than a fire on the beach. Yeah, yeah. It's also a good way to get rid of an old boat that you can't use anymore. Yep. Uh, and then sometimes people wouldn't do a bonfire, or in addition to a bonfire, they would make a wheel out of, well, like old also wheels. Uh, or also like giant wreaths shaped, um, well, in a circle, in a circular wheel fashion with like spokes. As opposed to like a, as opposed as to, like opposed a star to square wheels. As or opposed square to square wreaths? wheels. Uh, and the, and, if, and if you had these like solar wheels, as they were called, you would light the wheel on fire mm -hmm. and then you would Fucking roll it, it the down the hill and um, let it splash into the water on the beach. Okay. I'm going to recommend you don't do that also. Yeah. As, so... our, as our resident fire safety psycho, <laughs> I'm going to say don't set shit on fire and roll in a place. Don't set shit on fire unless you have a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Certainly don't move shit that's on fire. Be fire safe. I'm super serious, dude. I live in California. I don't need this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please, before that you do anything said, related to fire. If you um, can do it you know, safe, rolling wheel of fire, very fun. That would be super fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> tell me about so air baths, Thomas Edison's it's not, it's not, baths. It's not, it's not Thomas Edison. It was Benjamin Franklin. Oh, okay. Dude, whatever. I, I was close. I was in the wheelhouse. For a fact that I guess They're is uncommon. Old timey famous dudes who did some important I'm not, stuff. I'm not even gonna. We're not even gonna. Sounds like there's a pop quiz in your future <laughs> about Thomas Edison and Benjamin Franklin. Um, pop quizzes. But yeah, he used to take air baths because he thought that it would help him like stave off sickness. Well, I and mean, he would just wander around naked in the nighttime, cleanse his body. I get it. It's hot right now because it's summertime, so I don't want to wear clothes. It's too hot. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, like, that makes sense because, like, vitamin D on your skin, but then you said at night, and I was like, oh. You can collect vitamin D from the moon. Um, now, it was also really popular mm -hmm. for skinny dipping at night. Um, so one of the things that people would do for um, midsummer is they would... Um, take skinny dips, uh, like ritually <laughs> in. I, I feel like I'm. Using I don't think that's that the wrong. way that that's you say that at all. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they would skinny dip um, at night, but you could also do like ritual baths during the daytime. Yeah. It was very common for the washing side of things yeah. uh, for midsummer to be um, a part of like celebrations or like magical times and yeah. um, other sort of workings. Yeah. I'm just gonna remind you, public indecency is a real crime. Don't. Don't don't take risks. You know? Yeah, right. The like what's the like standard sitcom skinny dip is like, we're gonna hop a fence and skinny dip. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Man. That's how you get a criminal record as a teenager. That's don't do that. It's too high risk. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it. So uh feasts are also super common. We've talked about feasts. They yeah, pretty much are today. with every one of them. Yep. And um they would be celebrated with of course seasonally available foods. We'll talk some about that uh later on when we talked about the correspondences. And uh really most importantly for uh, midsummer is like sort of the things that would fall in line with basically what a like modern summertime celebration would be. So like barbecuing and smoking and grilling and you would have fresh fruits and berries and vegetables and you would have frozen treats as well. Frozen treats actually go a lot farther back than the invention of a refrigerator uh, or a freezer. Yeah. So it's something that would be pretty common to have. So feasts definitely there. Um, as we talked about, people would like, you know, wheel their tables outside and then just like feast it up. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's... Block party style. Yeah. Uh, so gathering herbs is also a popular custom for Midsummer. There's actually a lot about gathering herbs on Midsummer. So herbs, especially medicinal herbs, were considered to be more powerful at this time of year. Uh, and part of that is like a natural sort of thing. They're where like, fr they're like huge and fresh. I mean, exactly. Like, you know, they're our not... our uh, our uh, pineapple sage is like bananas is beefy bananas right now beefy, yeah so like this is the time to yeah, do herbs, yeah. whereas you know? if you were harvesting herbs earlier in the year you might be putting that particular plant at risk for over harvesting later in the year maybe it's already like gone to seed and the herbs aren't as good or there won't be quite as many so there's a lot of reasons behind that so gathering herbs was very very intrinsic to this holiday and people would gather the herbs that they would need essentially for the rest of the year yeah. So this was like, in, if you do like candles for in bulk, herbs is midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're back. Flowers. Yeah. So, flowers are a type of herb. Um, some flowers are considered herbs. You mean some flowers are the flowers of herbs? So some flowers are considered an herb, like chamomile. Uh, yeah. I don't know that chamomile is considered an herb. I think it's just a flower. Um, I think it's considered an herb. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So you it was chamomile uh, in your uh, lasagna over there. That little would be, chamomile lasag. That would be pretty gross. But you know what I would want? <laughs> that would be pretty fucking with? gross. Would be ice cream. Yeah, but you can. I mean, I, you could put chocolate yeah. in ice cream, and chocolate's not an herb, so that's not. I'm just saying, chamomile in ice cream. Put tomatoes in lasagna, and tomatoes aren't an herb. Yes. Or are they? Because at one point in time, a tomato's a flower, and flowers are herbs, we just learned. Well, tomatoes are fruits, so... But all fruits are flowers. In their newborn... Would you stop? <laughs> Am I confusing you? You're doing... You stop with your science! It's not... This isn't science. And your math? I know this isn't science, because I know at least 10% of the things I just said were wrong. So, it was really popular to <laughs> we just go right past flowers this. during yeah. Midsummer also. Whilst gathering herbs, one might also Whilst find, um, like, like soft-smelling, good, pretty, weird-shaped things, and those are called flowers. So... jeez. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was super popular to also gather flowers like you would at Beltane. Yeah. And um, you would take these flowers and you would decorate your homes and your livestock with them, also with, like, herbs and other greenery. Um, but you would also turn them into, like, crowns or wreaths. <laughs> in my mind, I'm just thinking of wrapping a cow in seaweed. Just like... That's gonna be a... Just like, you're a very small... You're a very soft cow now. I, you know, like it, like in a, like in a, like in a day spa. So they'll just day spawn their cows. I mean, maybe. Happy I mean, seaweed's cows, not an herb, or is Happy it? cows make but good milk. That th they say that. Good milk comes from happy cows. They say good that cheese too. Cheese comes from happy cows. That's true. Yeah. So good, good eggs come from happy chickens. So. That's true, and our chickens are super happy. And they make good ass eggs. They do make good eggs. So um, flowers. It was really popular to turn them into crowns and into wreaths, and in particular, um, it was common for men to wear like oak leaf or fern crowns. A lot of people kind of have this idea that like flower crowns are only for like ladies. That is definitely not the case. That's horseshit. I love flower crowns. Yeah, like get it. Um, yeah. Also, like an oak leaf or like an ivy or like a fern crown. Yeah. Super dope to do we actually yeah. did those for our wedding for our guests to take with them yeah yeah uh and in Make some sure you check for spiders first you don't need hair spiders 
Yeah, it's always a good idea to check for spiders yeah. first for everything. <laughs> um, and in some cultures, these wreaths or crowns were floated or tossed into a body of water as part of a sort of like divination thing to um, learn who their future spouse was going to be. Would call this a ritualistic yeeting? It would be a ritualistic yeeting. Yeah. People would ritualistically yeet these wreaths into a body yeah. of water. Sometimes yeah. a creek, sometimes a lake. Also, like, I guess it's a little bit of a game because, you know, like, not all of these things you're going to want to float. So... Well, but is the point yeah. to float? Is the point to see who gets closest to the bonfire that's floating out there? Is it like, uh... Is it like a uh, bocce ball, but with a bonfire and flower crowns? Um, a game that I now have to play since so I've said it out loud. The flower <laughs> crown thing, like like floating the wreaths, is more of a either good luck and appeasement to the fae. Mm -hmm. So that's one way that that goes. And the other way is um, discerning who your future spouse is going to be. Mm -hmm. So in particular, this was really common in Slavic because countries. Because she runs out there, or he runs out there and grabs your Your reef, and then he returns They're it to like, you. They're just like, no, not this one. No good luck until I'm there. <laughs> yeah, like like in some Slavic countries, ladies would stand on like a bridge of like a river, yeah. and then they would toss their their wreath into the river, yeah. and um, then down river would be the boys, and they would grab the wreaths, yeah. and then they would return it to the girl as sort of like a promise to marry. Yeah. So going to the going down to the river for midsummer to uh, grab some wreaths with your boys. Just grab a wreath with the boys. Yeah, it, we were just recently at a wedding, and in my mind, that's like how the uh, how the like flower toss and like garter thing I comes think, about. Well, it's those not are, actually those are, those are but... two incredibly separate things: the flower toss and the garter thing. Uh, but I seem to remember that they have like fairly well-known historical backgrounds. They do, they and they're like particularly do. weird. I, I I can't think of them off the top of my head. It's been a while since I've watched that episode of the history channel or whatever yeah i saw we'll that probably on, cover that when we talk more about hand fasting yeah. Uh, yeah and other types of rituals which is a perfect segue because hand fasting and fertility rituals was a another really common thing to do during Super midsummer welcome. thank you so uh <laughs> june was the most popular time for hand fasting and for wedding ceremonies this actually goes back way way far this uh, goes back all the, the way the to like popular month and nowadays is it is it as late as june it's still june is it really yeah yeah because a lot of people are still in school for may so it makes it a lot more difficult who's to getting plan. married when they're in school like college not necessarily for the people getting married but you have to compete with graduation parties yeah, so June is, like, still the most popular month for, for weddings. Uh, and this goes back all the way to, like, Roman and ancient Grecian times. And June, I June is a, a derivative of Juno, who is the Roman goddess of marriage and family, who is um, pretty close to what the Greek her. Hera is. Yes, I don't think it's actually about that, no. No, I don't think uh, it is. Yeah, so hand fasting is super popular to be during June, and in <laughs> some Wiccan circles, it's like, well, the god and the goddess are getting married during May because that's when they conceive the baby, and so then you can get married in June, which is kind of an interesting way to, um, you know... Uh, rationalize that separate church and state there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just looked it up june september and october yeah yeah 
are the three biggest months, although technically May through October is wedding season. Yeah. Um, I did yeah. not know uh, any of that about weddings specifically, the wedding season part. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't... I don't care about weddings well we had a very different wedding too <laughs> well, so, that doesn't count yes that doesn't count also that, that. Uh, so aside from hand fasting it was also very popular to do divination around your future spouse so who that person is going to be yeah. um dreaming about them yeah. having them return your flower wreath yeah. Yeah. um you know a lot yeah. of different things yeah. and we've actually got a really tricking great him with spell a, with, a, with a with a like a trap wreath yeah, like a little bear trap. Like an Acme brand trap wreath. So you're like, ah, he got you. And then you just hit him in the head, take him back to the house. Yeah, drag him back by the hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've actually got a really great Why do you think guys have short hair so we don't get dragged back? Is. No, I'm just kidding. Because it's luxurious. <laughs> it's not. I look like a crazy person with my hair. Uh, it's something else. <laughs> So, um, Midsummer was purported to be the most active day for working, the most active day of the fairies of the whole year. Uh, yeah. Especially during the Middle Ages was this, hence we have A Midsummer Night's Dream by Shakespeare, which if you guys aren't familiar with it, it is a play by Shakespeare where there is a bunch of... Man, there is a bunch of stuff just, happening just, in yeah, this play. But stuff like basically like failing. like there's people who are trying to fall in love with people and there's people who are trying to get some stuff done and then fairies get involved and shenanigans ensue. It's fantastic. Yeah, we were just recently talking about all the different like movie interpretations of this. Yeah. Even the ones that like aren't called a Midsummer's Night Dream or whatever the heck. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of There's a ton this of This is this is like uh this is I feel like a Midsummer's Night Dream is a mid a, a Midsummer Night's Dream is like Beowulf levels of like yeah. people people are like you know what I want to make a movie. What if I take this change like four things call something else. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what when I mean. When I was acting, I actually acted in a Midsummer Night's Dream. I no. was the character who plays the wall. You were the tree? No, I was not the tree. I was a wall. The dream. It was a wall. It was great. Uh, <laughs> was it one of those nightmare walls? I love when plays do that, where they do the stretchy fabric over the wall and your face gets to come out. No, uh, it was not a nightmare wall. Uh, it was very comical. I had a big cardboard box that I wore, like, a la a robot costume. It was Were you fun. a child in this? I was... I was, like, in middle school okay. when we did that. And yeah. the wall moved? Yeah, because you're you're a person. So in a Midsummer Night's Dream, there's a troop of people who yeah. are putting on a play. Yeah, and in and I oh, was one okay, of those okay, people. Okay, and okay, in you're the in the play. You're the player who becomes the play. The, okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought you just meant you were a wall in the play, like the base play, oh, not no. the Inception no, no, play. No, 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 no. And I'm like, what do they just have too many kids? You're stairs. <laughs> you're a wall. You're just noises in the background. Like, get, <laughs> what's happening here? Okay, you're the player who's a wall. That now absolutely makes sense and doesn't sound like a hallucination. So, uh, well, less of a hallucination. That's fair. So less of a pretty, hallucination. Pretty insane. Yeah. So, um, it was. <laughs> so the idea was that the veil was absolutely the thinnest during Midsummer, during the Middle Ages, and a lot of fae 
um, shenanigans right was ensuing there. Yeah. And um, there would say. be like um, people would leave out feasts for the Fae at like fairy forts and circles. They would leave plates of food open for them. And um, as someone who works with the Fae commonly, if you work with them and you've got food out, especially outside, and like they want some, like they're going to get in on that. Um, and any <laughs> resulting shenanigans. Yeah, they do um, love shenanigans. <clears throat> they do love shenanigans. It's a, it. it's a fantastic time. restaurant. Yeah. Another tradition that was um, popular in Europe was to search for the fern flower. So most midsummer celebrations took place in the middle of the day because it's like a solar thing, right? <laughs> they so, take place in like midsummer. Yeah, they take place midday in midsummer. Um, so it would be really popular for people to like get their party on and then just like wander off into a nearby forest to go yeah. searching for the fern flower. And um, in particular, this is kind of an interesting thing because uh, to me, when I read about, when I was reading about this, all I could think of was like horror movies and they like wander off into the woods and then they get like murderized. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't like, imagine that happening. that I feel often. like searching for the fern flower is like some sort of like sexy time euphemism that like all of these research things aren't really picking up on. Um, oh, I assume but, it was something like hunting for a grumble or anything it like is that. It is a lot you like know, that it's, it's because very... ferns don't actually flower. So finding a fern flower would be impossible without some sort of magical help. Sounds, sounds like you're not looking hard enough. Well, that's that like where the me. Fae come in yeah. there. So people would try to enlist the help of the Fae to find a fern flower. And um, I don't know what people would come back out of the woods with if they said that they found a, a fern flower, flower. Just a random flower. Yeah. So um, it's A random really flower popular. and a squirrel. They're just like, this thing helped me find this. And they're like, put, put them down. <laughs> put them both down. <laughs> Homie, you've had too much. <laughs> Put them down. Go Sir, home. Her, that is a squirrel. Yeah. We live in a yeah. society. That is a squirrel and a, 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 a chrysanthemum. Get out of here with that. Put your shirt back on, white boy. It's a simple Dutch bakery. Yeah, yeah. So um, we celebrate midsummer typically by having um, friends and family come over. We usually invite people over like all day. Yeah. And uh, when we, we do Sabbaths, and... we usually do the ritual like at at like sunset or dusk. Yeah. Um, or sometimes super late <clears> in the night because we forgot and then got distracted and then couldn't find the thing that I needed to be able to do the thing. And all of a sudden it's like 1130 at night. We're doing the ritual. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Sometimes we decide <laughs> to do them at midnight and honestly that's just too late. Midnight to is, uh, um, midnight's, midnight's the fun ones. Midnight's the, midnight's too late. So, um, <laughs> You can so tell we, have we usually bedtimes. have like a craft associated with it and especially for midsummer because we live in like a real we live in like a very like touristy kind of area we live kind of off the beaten path there and we have a really really nice um like forest that we live inside of so we just invite people over and they just kind of like come and hang out and they go wander through the forest and kind of connect with the forest however they want yeah for me midsummer is honoring my connection with the fae and um, just like enjoying the beauty of summer before it gets to be like it's so hot I don't want it to be summer again um, although I'm saying that been. and we just had like a massive like record breaking heat wave a, cu a couple of days ago which yeah. is why this is being recorded so late because 
us. Yeah, we hot, were just sweating, sitting, doing nothing. And we were just like, there's no way that we're going to record during this. So for me, that's what Midsummer is about. It's about connecting with the Fae and and taking in the beauty and the bounty of the earth and enjoying the season. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, you know what? I mean, midsummer parties are kind of like my thing. I love, you know, I like a good, I love a good barbecue. I love yeah. a good hanging around, standing there, telling stories, talking about stuff, eating barbecue, drinking yeah. beers. <clears throat> like, I love a good summertime barbecue. Yeah. I love a good beach barbecue, if you can do that. Um, that's sort of my jam. We didn't get much of that uh, last year. Obviously, we got none of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because but, of the current state of apocalypse, we haven't had any of that stuff in like a year and a half. So yeah. there is also that. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like the like sort of social, you know, I love the idea of just like pulling a table out and everybody just having... You know, having a just like having, hanging, yeah, out hanging out and like having, having a good time, having a food, you know, yeah, like a food, uh, we doing a craft. The, uh, a couple of years ago, we uh, went to, and, you know, it wasn't around this time, I don't believe, but we went to the like fire department down the hills oh, it barbecue was thing, this time. yeah, right. And and um, uh, like I just love like hanging out and having barbecue food. I'm, I'm a big barbecue person, I love barbecue. Yeah. So the barbecue was delicious. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like family type celebrations or like community celebrations during this time of year. Like midsummer always falls around the time of father's day. We mm -hmm. live in America. So that happens to be around the same time as 4th of July, like kind of sort of not really, close. yes, you know, they're, they're um, you know, and there's a lot of other things like that. If you like family reunions typically happen in the summertime, uh, because the weather is nice and beautiful. Yeah. And you know, there's just like a lot of that kind of like, outside you can just bring party a of, time relax a bunch vibe. of crap to a park and take over yeah you yeah know? that's what you do <laughs> complete with bouncy house sometimes ah, <laughs> i don't need any of that but complete with kegs maybe yes times yeah maybe not kegs and a bouncy house that sounds like a recipe for disaster right there yeah it does yeah it does <laughs> yeah no I, I, you know I, like i always I've always done, like, a lot of barbecues and, like, gone to them and gone to the, like, we're doing a thing in the park or we're doing a thing or whatever. I mean, we were just talking about with Dad the other day that uh, there was the the barbecue thing. Yeah. In Bloomfield or whatever the heck. So it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, well, there's always barbecues around these times. Like, that's, yeah. you know, that's the fun part. Yeah, so it's just finding out where those barbecues are and how you can get to those barbecues. Yeah, how do you become friends so with those barbecue people? So that you can people? then have the barbecue. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, because... I heard you like barbecue, so I like barbecued your barbecue. Um... Yeah. So let's get that barbecue on. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and like, again, like, I think two years ago when we did Midsummer, we did our ritual, like, right at sunset. Yeah, which where we live is, like, almost 9 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty late. 8-ish. 8.39. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and like, again, you can do it in the middle of the day... You know, you can do it in the evening. It's kind of whatever. Um, yeah. If you're doing something in the evening and you're having a bonfire, keep a fire extinguisher and use a bunch of water to put the fire out when you're going to bed. That's um, right. Make sure that you're practicing fire safety, yeah. especially for a fire festival. Yeah. During what is usually fire season. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't be. Don't be dumb about fire, guys. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but yeah. if you want to do something small or you're like in a place nutritionally where you're not like 
I'm gonna eat bacchanalian and just go bananas, you know? Uh, like when you're like if you're if you're like like I'll have a little bit of a thing. You can like have a little bit of a thing and and you know just do your own private thing, whatever time yeah, works yeah. best for and you. And if you're looking for and something, this isn't like, one of those you have to do it. And like yeah, this is one of yeah. if you listen to us, you've heard us say it a million times. Like this is one of those events that some people are gonna write a bunch of rules about it and you gotta like it's gotta be on the 19th or whatever and it's gotta be at 11 59 a.m in your time zone or what you know whatever like and if that's the way that you want to do that that's gangster like no hate at all do that um but like for me the like it's so it's like the through the 22nd is really the best answer for like every blot is like it's plus or minus a few days if if if, yeah. if if bloody midsummer falls on a you know a work day like do it the day before when it's not a work day or the day after or the day after the day you know you. or the yeah. weekend in four days because that's when like everybody's gonna be off of work yeah. and they can gather the gods the spirits the magics they are not gonna be upset not, with yeah you, you don't need to be you don't need to be judgy about that if early. you think that it's important that you do that that way that's fine i'm like i'm not hating on that but uh you know work work with reality on these things yeah yeah you know? and if you're like in a position where you don't have the time or the ability to do like a big midsummer thing maybe you're like just in the broom closet just do something little even something where you're like going to go and take a book that you like and go read outside in the sun at the park and yeah. even if you're only going out in the sun for like five minutes for for you pale folk that say that you can't be in the sun because you get sunburned i see you um you know just d spend a little bit of time in it just like let it let it energize you yeah. you know just even little things help have a little to meditation a before you go to practice. bed just just you know yeah definitely it's it's not the pompacity with which you know this isn't the like like i got a bigger yacht so uh, like it's, yeah. it's none of that nonsense you know it's like if your thing is just like a little little sit down meditate uh you know chill space thing because you're in a situation where like you can't be like openly uh festive as it were um then just have a little sit and meditate you know go sit out in the sun go sit in the grass you know put some flowers in your hair and or beard yeah do yeah. love a good beard flower and if you want to if you can and if you want to do a big ritual with the whole thing go ahead have fun with it like really just like find a way to make it yours your midsummer ideal celebration is going to be different than the next person's and is going to be different from ours is going to be different than that person over there so really do something that makes you feel the magic of the season yeah totally 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 yeah so um we've got some fun spells for you and um speaking of letting yourself like feel the magic of the season the first one that we have is charging your tools or any other sort of magical um aspects or uh, artifacts that is uh with power of the sun things Magical items. Yeah, I would say items are things. Artifacts gives a degree of pompacity to definitely some shit that I found on the ground. It makes it sound pretty fancy, doesn't it? I'm not. Um, I to ain't that charge fancy. your that was just a rock that was kind of gangster. Who's it's and what's it's galore? I'm not. We're not. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, we are. We're gonna do that thing. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we'll get the shit suit out of us. Please don't strike us for copyright. Yeah. 
<laughs> Papa Big Ears is coming after us, and I don't need that shit, homie. Yeah, we definitely don't. I'm not even going to say their name. It's like <laughs> fucking Freddy, Freddy Krueger up in here. More like Bloody Mary. Yeah, whatever. So, um, to, works. so to, charge your, um, to charge your items with the power of the sun, first gather <laughs> your, like, tools or crystals or some water, any sigils or other, like, stuff that you want to charge magically with the sun yeah. and place them outside where they can be in direct sunlight. Some things can't be in direct sunlight. Like, if you really have, like, a bar of chocolate that you want. Gates. Let's talk about things that you should not be putting in direct sunlight. <laughs> Soft shit that's gonna melt. Yeah. A sphere of any degree of clearness. Yeah. It's gonna start a damn fire. Don't do it. Yeah. Right? Those, those cool glass balls, don't put them outside. Don't put it in the sun. Be careful. Yeah. Um, and Magnifying glasses as, as, as well. As well as... Anything that's made of a material that isn't UV stable. Now, and I don't just mean like if you're trying to charge an old 90s plastic toy, right? To think of something that isn't UV stable mm -hmm. and it'll become brittle and break. But I'm also thinking about like if you got a dope resin thing, um, some resins are not UV stable. So they'll yeah. start to yellow with... Uh, with long-term exposure or uh like if it's a painting or something or, or, or a photograph yeah. yeah honestly anything it's gonna like bleach a little so you're gonna start to degrade the pigment and i'm not saying like don't take your picture out and charge it in the sun but be aware of the fact that you may be causing irreparable and deleterious damage to your thing with the sun, which is fine, but like if it's an heirloom, you might be slowly bleaching that picture or a grandma. Yeah, yeah. Right? And if like, you really do want to take something out and you're I've left unsure, some stuff out in the sun and like, definitely come back to Leave depressed. it out so, all day. Like yeah. it doesn't need to be out all day for it to boop. charge, just like a little boop. Yeah. Um will do it. So place your items outside where they can be in direct sunlight. If you're putting things on like the concrete, maybe put something down first yeah you know like a piece of cloth be mindful of how you're placing stuff on the ground one so you don't lose it two so it doesn't break and three to make it easier for you to pick up whatever it is that you're doing i highly recommend if you're doing this put yeah. like an altar cloth or some sort of piece yeah of cloth i'm gonna say altar cloth down. think of it like an herb part shade yeah 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 part uh, shade. so not Place your items outside and um, have a have a seat or stand near them and clear your mind. And then once you have gotten to a good place with your mind, visualize the energy of the sun beaming down on the item and yourself. Also, don't don't forget about you uh, charging you with its energy. I find that it's helpful to imagine what the light of the sun would sort of look like. To me, it's kind of like a golden energy sort of like with flecks of like like fiery glitter and stuff like i'm very i like the glitter um so like imagine that like infusing your items so they kind of have like a halo almost yeah. of like that energy like an aura yeah. uh and do this for at least like five minutes give yourself a little bit of time to like really kind of like soak into it but that doesn't mean that if you only that you have to do it for five minutes um you know you can go shorter you can go longer really it's whatever you think is best for you yeah. but it's not necessary to leave these things out all day or even for several hours it's pretty Don't, unnecessary if you're going to be out there with them like 
get get the sunscreen yeah, on. Yeah, make sure protect you're your, protect protecting your yourself. Technically, everybody should wear sunscreen. Skin cancer can happen to all shades right. of human. Um, I, I don't I don't put on sunscreen, and that's a thing that I constantly think about. So yeah, you're always telling me to put on sunscreen. Yeah, you gotta um, protect your skin, bro. Yeah. So, so do that for like about five minutes, and then when you're done, bring the items back inside and store them as you normally would. Yeah. And as time goes on, if you feel that they need to be recharged again, think about that aura sort of thing. It would dissipate after a while. Um, you can go ahead and take things back outside and charge them again. There is no need to wait very specifically for yeah. midsummer. <laughs> yeah. But the sun is up and out and around for the longest point in time in the year so it's a pretty easy way to catch the sun yeah definitely 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 that's um yeah that's a good one yeah it's hot the sun is hot so it's i like I, I like giving it out there just not being out there with it i don't <laughs> i don't want the sunlight i like that sunlight what with is filtered by bouncing it off of another bloody rock first called moonlight i like that shit yeah <laughs> That's like the right amount of brightness is moonlight. I don't need all that fucking sun shit. That makes my eyes hurt. Jeez. I get migraines from the light. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got we got another spell. That's right. Yeah. We have a midsummer's love spell. I'm not I'm not participating in that level of energy about this. That's um fucking not kawaii, bro. <laughs> Yes, it is. Shut up. <laughs> so um, for this love spell, it is not just about like who like you're going to love like romantically. Right. It may be more of well, a let's, let's, like, let's start with let's let's start with what the spell is. Right. Because the spell is to basically like find your love. Yeah. It's to find your love. Right. So but but. Finding your love is sort of incredibly open statement. Yeah. Right? So it could be like romantic love, but it could also be like f like filial love or <clears throat> like um like uh like a love of an art or a passion. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's not a straight answer for anything that you get to like interpret, right? It's I mean like I know that like you read a ma uh, like you read a you read a magic card, you you read a tarot card. Jeez, <laughs> brain is melting over here. You read a tarot card, right? And it's like the the book says this tarot card means this thing. Yes, yes, right. But also, it could like the way that we speak our language, be a reference to a thing. It yeah. could be, uh, I don't remember what the example we were using when we were talking about this spell while we were kind of formulating it um, and like like discussing it and whatnot uh, in the car. But it's, it's that thing where it's like, you might see a person. How dare you forget about John Rice Davies? Was it John Rice Davies? Okay. I, I thought that and then I was just like, why would we be talking about John Rice Davies? <laughs> I feel like I'm misremembering something. It here. was I apparently don't know I wasn't. It was definitely Dang. How dare you so forget about if you John if Rice you see because this is sort of like visualizing a thing, right? So like if you see John Rice Davies after right? performing the spell, after performing the spell, it can be interpreted in a bunch of different ways. So this is what we're gonna do: is is I, I want you to go over the process of the spell, and then and then I will touch back on interpreting why you love John Rice Davies. Uh, which yeah. is 
I guess the segment. I, I so guess. Go. I guess this is a it bit is. I'm okay. just doing because I did it before. I guess. <laughs> so to perform this love divination spell, you will want to collect seven flowers. Traditionally, this is seven different flowers, but honestly, just like seven flowers. They could be real flowers. They could be fake flowers. Yeah. We don't care. You go to as bouquet as, at the store. You got more than yeah, seven flowers. As long as your intention is there, that is spells. the most important thing. So collect seven flowers and then place them in a cloth bag or like fold them up in a piece of tissue paper or even like you know facial tissues just so it's like sort of soft ish because mm -hmm. you're gonna be putting this packet underneath your pillow later so now once you've collected these flowers um, so i guess not seven thistles yeah maybe not seven thistles <laughs> maybe maybe not like a giant six, protea flower six tiny flowers and the seventh giant man-eating flower yeah don't don't pick like don't pick like seven giant Dipping flowers in there. and then wrap them in a sun chips bag yeah right <laughs> the loudest most uncomfortable pillow ever <laughs> so uh before bed uh, and you don't have to necessarily collect the flowers before bed, but you have the flowers, they're in their packet. Now before bed, light a candle, preferably red, but any color. Uh, and if you can't do candles, use a different interpretation yeah. of that. Yeah. Just um, look up the color red on your cell phone, and then when your cell phone is glowing red, red light. Yeah, use that. Yeah. What's up? Right? You can also That's, use like those little electric like, candles. Legit, too. I've used that before for like photography. You yeah. just look up, look up a hex code color on Google to get like a full screen image to use it to like light something yeah, for you and to then shoot just it. change your brightness. Yeah, 100% yeah, I've done totally that. Totally works. <laughs> so um, light a candle or uh, use a candle alternative and then say, either out loud or in your head, as the midsummer sun shines on the land, it illuminates the observable and the obscured. And as you say this with your finger, draw a symbol of a sun in the air above the packet of the flowers. Yeah. Next, say, as the midsummer moon's glow caresses the land, it reveals the identity of my true love. And as you say this with your finger, draw a heart in the air above the packet of flowers. And then say, as above, yeah, an if you really want to, heart. yeah. Uh, and then when you're done with that, say, as above, so below, as within, so without. And then place the packet, oh, extinguish the candle, obviously. Uh, and then place the packet of flowers beneath your pillow, and you will dream of your true love. Yeah. So, let's talk about interpreting uh, dream love spell stuff. If you see John Rice Davies, maybe it's because your love is John Rice Davies. <clears throat> maybe... It's because John Rice Davies exemplifies the things you should be looking for in your love. Now that said, if you don't know who John Rice Davies is, we invite please, you to pause fuck this. Off. No, we invite you to pause this or open up a new window and look up who John Rice Davies yeah, is. If That's you're young, you might Davies. not. You might he not understand what's Gimli happening. He is from Lord of the Rings, yeah. and he is also a pretty pivotal character in the Indiana Jones franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in Shogun. Yeah, once you see Which him, you'll like, be like, oh, it's that guy! Because yeah. he's in a million he's things. He's the Spaniard in Shogun. So, I love that John Rice davies So, okay, so, maybe you're in love with John Rice davies Maybe you're in love with the character 
which John Rice davies represents, right? Like, your love needs to be somebody who exemplifies the characteristics that you associate with John Rice davies right? Maybe it's that what you're looking for is somebody who, whether appearance, voice, social interaction, character traits, whatever, reminds you of John Rice davies Maybe it's when you're at the bar and somebody makes an Indiana Jones uh, joke and you're just like, this guy, like, and then you respond with a John Rice davies Indiana Jones joke and, and, this, and they're giving you the, the like, we're getting jokes back and forth. The maybe that's maybe, that, maybe that's what we're talking about, right? So, uh, like, the interpretation of this isn't necessarily like, 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 I dreamed of Jake and now Jake and I are in love forever. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, maybe that's what that is, right? But it could also be a bunch of other things. Absolutely. Right? Like, everything's super up it, up for interpretation on this. But the idea is is that reg regardless of, of sort of how that interpretation falls, and, and, like, if you feel that, like, you're not, it's, you're not in love with Jake, but, like, Jake's a cool cat, and you want to be in love with somebody like Jake or, yeah. what, or what have you, right? Like, if that's how you feel about that dream, then that, go with that. That's how you feel, dog. Like, Yeah, your, is there, like, some sort you, of, like, right? personality trait yeah. that that person possesses yeah. that is particularly fantastic? Yeah. Or, no. you know, if you're dreaming about... Um, Maybe if you're not dreaming of a person, you're dreaming about a situation that would happen. Yeah. Perhaps you're dreaming about something that would be like a symbolic callback to. So like maybe you dream about John Rice Davies in Indiana Jones and, you know, like a few months later you're hanging out at the bar with your friends and you like are drinking or a beer or whatever. Park. And on the TV is Indiana Jones. And Park that TV's night somebody wants to buy you a drink like maybe that's the answer yeah uh you know there's a lot of different ways yeah. to look at interpretation also, just because you looked at it now doesn't mean that it's going to change in the future because time is still a thing it also and doesn't, also doesn't mean, mean that, that it's gonna it's make something... sense now well, yeah it, it you may see something and you're just like i don't really get this and then in like 20 years you're gonna be like oh okay well i mean that makes sense now if you put it that way absolutely right absolutely, i mean like yeah. Time makes fools of us all in every possible way, so... Yeah, yeah. So, like, <clears throat> this is a really good reason to keep A Book of Shadows. Yeah. Because A Book of Shadows is sort of like your magical journal, in a sense. And it doesn't necessarily have to be written. It can be electronic. Yeah. But this is why it's a good idea to write this down. So you would want to write, write down, write like, down. the date and, like, what it is that you did and what it is that you saw. Yeah. And then... Flowers you, so you when you're writing down what it is that you saw or the divination side of it, you really want to be a little bit, like, just the facts ma'am about it because what you're thinking that it is if you dreamt about ryan reynolds that doesn't mean that you're gonna marry ryan reynolds someday right yeah. uh that we doesn't mean you're not ryan gonna reynolds. marry ryan reynolds someday. we all dream about ryan reynolds but you want to be like oh i dreamt about ryan reynolds and then any particular like things about the dream that you remember yeah. like was it deadpool ryan reynolds? was it deadpool was it his mouth sewn shut wolverine deadpool ryan reynolds was it ryan reynolds waiting was it ryan reynolds green lantern yeah. was it john rice davies was he gimli or was, was it ryan he... reynolds aviation aviation gin, aviation gin so commercials you really, on so you, youtube so you ryan don't reynolds? want your own hopes 
your own feelings to cloud what it is that you're getting out of it. So when you write well, this stuff down, yeah. you want to get that information, the the sort of the bullet point facts of what happened out. That's and then bullet points. You kind and of then like, underneath bullet underneath, points, underneath you can put you can all of that stuff. And it's but a good idea to come back and to visit that stuff later on because yeah. what you think it may be now doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the same thing that makes sense then. Yeah. Right? And that's very, very par for the course when it comes to any sort of divination stuff. Yeah, right, and yeah. some of it's just kind of like getting the hang of it, but sometimes divination stuff has multiple meanings. Maybe it means something, maybe it means one thing to you now and it means something to you later. Or maybe you just like look at it and you're like, well, that doesn't make sense at all. I dreamt about zombies, so why... Am I gonna fall in love with a zombie? What does that mean? Uh, and then you may find there's a few of them, and yeah. you may find later that that totally makes sense. You know, you just have this moment where you're like, "Oh, that's what that meant," and that can take years sometimes. It's not necessarily a fast and an easy thing, especially when you're looking for a, the answer to a question that is so so important but also so like not temporarily based as what or who your true love is yeah exactly exactly and again it could be about your true love of jazz or your true love of wood carving like you know love comes in many forms you know all the stuff we all yeah. know this stuff yeah so write it down is really the 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 flipping secret on this one just yeah. bloody write it down yeah know? write it down yeah all right yeah. so i guess next up we've got uh correspondences yeah. woohoo all right so um these are our midsummer correspondences so buckle up this is 400 hours of this now. buckle up it's just me reading a list um yeah. no i've um no we par it down if you want the full list, it's on the it's on the pa the patreon on the book of shadows page yeah I this is just this an stuff. abbreviated don't, don't list that I read to give you guys the idea, but if yep. you want the full list, it's associated with our book Shadows pages, which you can get through our Patreon. So, uh, animals associated with Midsummer are bees, butterflies, dragons, and satyrs. Colors would be blue, gold, Satyrs? and green. With a Y, like pan. Satyrs. Yeah. Satyrs? I'm sorry, are you saying satyrs and satyrs are different things? I don't know, depending I on how you're spelling it. I think... I think they're the same thing. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, now, so, I, have to, now uh, I have to know. So colors: Maybe I thought they were blue, wrong. gold, and green. Uh, for stones and for crystals, you're looking at citron, fluorite, lapis lazuli, jade, and tiger's eye. As far as plants go, uh, and herbs and such, uh, basil, elder, like elderberries, elderflowers. Fern is really common, uh, as we talked about before, with the finding the fern flower. Um, lavender is too, uh, that's in season right now in the summer. Orange, sunflower, and lang lang. As far as foods go, like we talked about, barbecue. We've got fruits and honey. I like that barbecue is a food. Barbecue? Well, it's a specific method of cooking something. Uh, honey. With uh, fire. Sangria also uh, is really popular for these kinds of things. I mean, it's just um, <clears throat> flipping fruit wine. Yeah, it's yeah, delicious. Yeah. It's just wine and fruit. Seafood, summer squashes as well. Yeah. Uh, for deities, we've, there's a ton of deities. Really, you're looking at deities of the sun as well as deities of, like, uh, marriage and fertility. 
and particularly pregnant deities as well. Yeah. So Amaratsu, Baldur, Karanonos, Eos, Freya, the Green Man, Isis, Helios, and Ra are yeah. all really popular for Midsummer. Yeah. And other symbols are the idea of an eternal flame. So really anything that's like a flame uh, or a fire. Um, fairies, again, much like Beltane, fertility rites, and obviously fire. Um, this is a very masculine energy kind of a, a kind of a thing, but that doesn't mean that you can't go with feminine energy type of objects. It's just an idea that you can use. Yep. Uh, and shells, uh, both snail shells and sea shells yeah. are um, very popular symbols for Midsummer. Cool. cool. So that's uh, that's our list of correspondences. Yeah. This has been Midsummer. Uh, I, I think I'm legally obligated to say the word Midsomar uh, because some people say it that way. <laughs> yeah, but that's not even how we're spelling it, so that's not what we're talking about. Nope. Also, I feel like I have to bring up the A24 movie Midsummer or Midsommar, whichever one you want to call it, man. Uh, it's a hate-free zone. But <laughs> um, it's a fucking great movie. Go watch it. If, if, you have, if you do, I guess, horror movies, I mean, it's a thriller? It's generally considered a horror. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not. There's not like a monster or something. It's just that like. It's it's. I mean, it's really, it's too. one of those the people were the monsters all along, <laughs> kind of things. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. It has a lot of really interesting um, ties to paganism and heathenry, as well as it has some really interesting representations of what Very midsummer rituals awesome. would be. That doesn't could necessarily be. mean that's what midsummer rituals are, but what, what they could they, be. What they could be. And yeah. things that you can take yeah, from well, them. Yeah. Right. Like a giant it's a, it's still flower. A, it's st it's it's still a movie, so you know yeah. it's fine. Let's let's all be adults here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a really good one. It's super beautiful, like awesome costumes. They like built. They actually built that village. Yeah. Uh, we just watched like a behind the scenes thing the other day about it, so that's why I'm remembering <laughs> all this stuff. But yeah, definitely watch that movie. It's really really good. Um, and uh, I guess what's coming up next, and then I'll just outro and we can yeah fucking so start well, the I can start next editing. episode was gonna be a uh, brief look at the olympian family tree yeah so we've previously done a deep dive on aphrodite as well as some other deities yeah. and one of the things we're going to incorporate into the deities series that we're doing essentially is a family tree so that maybe you're really drawn to a pantheon or you want to understand more about yeah. it we'll give you a, a pretty good overview of who, who they are and who they are in it and what they do so we're, that you we're gonna give you, you a, a more. very brief overview yeah. of who they are um because we don't want to be here for that long but we're going to give you a brief overview of who they are yeah and then the more important thing in a family tree is going to be um like who are they married to who's their kids who's who, who you know who killed them that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna be looking at that and kind of going through that sort of person for person, and uh, and then of course we have our deep dives on the individual people, uh, which you know we have a few and we're gonna be doing more. Yeah. And that's where you get the whole, that's where you're getting the stories and we're getting the you know all the like more, more specific information stuff. about that individual god. Because for yeah. this one we're having to we're gonna have to cover 
like a bunch. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's uh, like an hour and a half, two hours for just one god. Yeah. So it'll be a pretty brief overview. But we're going to be talking about the Olympians, which is the Greek pantheon, including like Zeus and Aphrodite and Hera and all of them. So I think that's going to be a really fun episode. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, either way, thank you for joining us for all this kind of stuff. Uh, I am John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. This has been the Horn and Cauldron podcast. And, and was ready that time. There you go. She she was ready, guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't forget to, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, and do all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. If you're listening to us on a podcast network, uh, please subscribe and leave us a review. That's how we know that you listen to us. Yeah. Because and if you want to, podcasting analytics are a fucking joke yeah and if you want to interact with us ask us questions or support these ventures check out nerddrive.com links and uh, that'll point you to our social media our patreon and our etsy shop yeah and if you want to join our patreon and get uh one support us doing more of this stuff but also that's how you get access to our book of shadows pages where we have like show notes and the full list of correspondences and all that kind of stuff on like some fun backgrounds that I do. And gave you. copies of all the spells. Yeah. They are beautiful and totally able to be printed out or just like saved onto your Yeah, they're, they're available PDF. in PDF format. So you'll be able to do all that stuff with those and uh, also get access to some dope cell phone wallpaper backgrounds because I had to do all this work to make graphics. So why not give myself a cool cell phone background? That's right. I literally do this for me and then just share it because it looks dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really what that, I'm just like, this would be a great idea. I'm going to do this. And then I do it. But uh, yeah, either yeah, way, thanks for thank joining you for us. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Stay magical, folks. Stay magical. <laughs>